listener production. Oh, yeah, strap yourselves in. Footy Talk podcast time for your Thursday. Star from the pies, Tommy Mitchell, in studio talking about his old mate, Buddy Franklin. We touch on Geordie Dugowie. We preview the King's birthday game, plus much, much more. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Footy Talk time for your Thursday, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And we have joining us again, a man who last time was in was received that well by the people. They demanded he come back. They've got questions for him. And I talk of this man being Tommy Mitchell from the Pies. The Keg. How are you, buddy? The Keg. That's a new one. Kegger. Um, I've got a few good nicknames at the club. Wombat's one and Keg's another. So... <laughs> Uh, not not the not the best nicknames going around, but I'll take it. Is keg because I think just round and dense, and yeah, wombat pretty, because and probably likes beer too. So yeah. <laughs> and wombat, yeah, pretty similar. So similar burrows under packs. I like that. The boys say um, the pies flying first on the ladder. Eleven wins, one loss. We were over in Perth, got the job done. Interesting game that one, but we don't need to touch on that. But you had some time off after. Yeah, we did. We had a couple of days off post game, so. Got an Airbnb with the Dakes boys and Geordie. Geordie had to come back a little earlier, but it was good to have some downtime with a 10-day break, nine or 10-day break. And yeah, I guess Fly and the club are really good with giving us some downtime to come into the club fresh and train. So we'll train today. will be one of our main sessions and should be good preparation for Monday. How was Geordie in that little bit of time? Obviously, a lot spoken about the bump, uh, football action. We all know that. And he obviously would have been a little bit up in the air with what was going to be the outcome. Yeah, I think he was, uh, you know, he was quoted as saying he was quite shattered with yep. um, the result. He didn't mean to do any harm. And, yeah, I think he was quite disappointed not only for that but also because he was going to be missing a little bit of footy. So uh, we love George. He's one of my best mates at the club and he's been unreal to me since I've got there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to getting back as soon as possible. As a player, do you get frustrated at the commentary around these blokes? Sort of Geordie Dugowie is always going to be, and a little bit like Toby Green, he started to turn it around, obviously getting 200 games, a captain of the football club. But Geordie, at the minute, anytime he does something good, people always want to sort of chop him down for indiscretions in the past, and they're not so happy to look past that and just appreciate what he's doing at the moment. Yeah, I think, you know, when you able to get close to these guys like Toby's a good mate of mine and when you really get to know them they're some of the most caring people yep. people you ever met and some of the perceptions are out, about them are actually completely wrong so I guess as mates you know it does frustrate me a little bit because you don't want to see people talking about your mates like that but um you know when you when you know them and what they're like at their core um you know that I think that's what means the most and you can just support them through uh, when they're going through tough times. Absolutely. Well done. And um, we wish Geordie all the very best because I've got no doubt he'll go away. I'm not sure if he gets away anywhere. If Fly's going to give him some time off. Hopefully he does. But I can see him coming back in the three or four weeks that it is with the bye and coming in and being cherry ripe to really launch the assault when a few of you boys may be a touch sore and whatnot. He'll come in fresh <laughs> and a fresh Geordie to go, as we've seen last final series as well, is a very dangerous prospect. Well, even the first half of this year, I would say he's been one of the best players in the comp. Absolutely. Being right next to him in the midfield, he's been dominant. His stoppage work, but also his work away from the contest has been some of the best I've seen with guys I've played with. And yeah, I think, you know, to fear him to have a freshen up and go away and, um, you know, have a break and then come back motivated, I think it's going to be really good for his footy and our team. High praise for some of the great midfielders you've played alongside. Another player you did play alongside plays game 350 tonight. Buddy Franklin. Mm. Talk to us about the bud. I know him loosely, more so when we were juniors. Tell us about the bud and 
what it's like, one, to, I guess, share a locker room with him, but two, also the confidence you get walking out and playing alongside a great of the game. Yeah, some of the most memorable games I've played in was playing alongside Bud when he'd sort of take the game by the scruff of the neck and kick six and a half and kick bombs from 60 take metres and just do genuine piss. freakish things, yeah. For someone that didn't lift a weight in the gym, um, <laughs> he'd used to come in, pump a few reps on 60-kilo bench press, walk out, go kick five on the weekend. But he was just a great teammate and a great bloke. He was someone that loved like having a laugh and having a joke around the club, but once it came to game time, obviously very competitive and got the result pretty much every time. So he's uh, he's actually a ripping guy and loved playing with Bud. Is there one memory in particular of a game where you just go, holy shit, I remember mm. for me, we're playing against the Hawks when he was there and he hurdled someone mm. in the middle of the ground at full pace, took one step, steadied <laughs> and kicked it from 70. And you just I've go, that footage. You literally, I was running behind him, you're like, how, why, this is completely unfair. It yeah. makes no sense. There was one game when we were playing at the Swans against Hawthorne at the G, which was always a pretty big rivalry. Can't remember what round it was. It was a home and away game, I think towards the end of the season. And I was right next to Bud running past for a handball. I don't know why I was calling for it. <laughs> but about, decoy, he was about decoy, 70 yeah. out. He took a mark and same sort of thing, just that look over his shoulder, one step, bang from, I reckon, 70, one bounce straight through. So, I don't know, just so much power in his leg. <laughs> if he had given it to you, were you going to – Light him oh, up from 60. I would have just done a little 15-minute shift, I reckon. Hit <laughs> <laughs> the lead up. <laughs> we, we absolutely love that. It is, of course, the Swans and the Saints. Should be a cracking game. I think people are sort of sleeping a little bit on the Saints who are fifth. But Thursday night footy's back. And I think a lot of people don't understand how much the players love Thursday night mm. footy. I love it, yeah. I think you love to play in it, but also something to sit and watch on the couch on a Thursday night. I feel like it extends the round and for people who love footy, why wouldn't you want another night of footy? Um, so I think from a player point of view, everyone loves it and I'm not sure what, what's the reasoning. Why do they actually go away from it? I think it's a part of it is because the players require at least six day breaks. Okay. Um, so if you've, whatever, however that falls, the, mm. some deal with the AFLPA, um, but the players get the, after the Thursday, you then get the mm. Friday recovery generally, Saturday, yeah. Sunday off. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you want Thursdays. You yeah. Know, weekend. <laughs> as many <laughs> Thursdays as possible. You have been a busy boy. I see uh, you got the pies had the UFC middleweight, Alex Pereira. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Correct pronunciation down there. Not only did you get to meet him, came to the game, you were dapping up with him at the <laughs> end. There is a great bit of vision on the um, Collingwood Magpies Instagram of Pendle was going for a knuckle and they got an awkward <laughs> handshake yeah. in there, which is brilliant. But you got to interview him post and have a good yarn with him. Yeah, we did a podcast with him on the Ball Magnets podcast. So he doesn't speak a word of English. So there was a language barrier, clearly. <laughs> How did that go? It was interesting. Um, so we had his translator there who also helps him train. We taught him some footy skills. So we had a kick, had a bounce, had a handball. He loved it. He looked like he was like decent yeah. enough skills with the bounce too because that's usually good. hard. That was, and Yeah, people can't do that first Chipping go. it he, back to himself, I yeah, saw that. he nailed it all first go. So he's obviously got some skill. And then, yeah, he came along to the game and – he was wearing his full pies jersey, which I loved. Because <laughs> I know enough. overseas, like you don't really see that in AFL, no. like fans, especially older people wearing yeah. jerseys. But I love that he had the pies jersey on and water around the change rooms. And yeah, I think we've converted him to the pies. Was there anything out of the chat that you took away? It's always fun when you interview other athletes. Yeah. Every now and then you go, geez, there's, there's a little nugget. I actually re-listened to the pod this morning because I hadn't listened to it yet. And him talking about how he cuts weight. So he fights at light heavyweight. That's his natural weight. And then he came down 
twenty pounds to one eighty five to fight Adesanya. Yeah, and so that's anyway. He, the the story goes he lost in like a day and a bit had to lose nine kilos. Shit. So he was just sitting under these blankets and in a sauna until he got under. He was basically like. You know, in in a bad yeah, way, absolutely. just to get the weight off, Completely and then you've got time to obviously refill and refuel. So he just talked about the challenge of how actually hard that is. I might have a listen to that because dropping nine kilos in a day probably <laughs> wouldn't be the worst thing for myself. I did see throughout scrolling the Instagram and the socials, you and Jack Viney do some jujitsu training. It, it, does that help your footy training? And especially now with learning how to place people on the ground rather than the sling tackle that we've seen so many blokes get done with. Yeah, so Jack's brother Max um, is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. All right. So we all grew up together, Jack and I. We grew yeah. up to, we've known each other since we were about two, two years old and we were doing tackling moves back then, so it's nothing's changed <laughs> in 30 years. But, um, yeah, it's been cool to learn some of those skills because, like you said, you don't want to be missing weeks with taking blokes out now with sling tackles and things. So there's been other players, Tr- uh, Christian Petraka, Scotty Pendlebury, who have um, explored it as well. And, I don't know, it's just something different different stimulus to go down and on the mats where it's not a huge load on your body and just have a roll around. You I, didn't love to tackle that, did you? You probably wouldn't have seen you down there. Uh, no. More of mine was run down, not <laughs> yeah. so much the combative yeah. stuff. Sneak up behind him and go, rah, here I am. Yeah. Um, is it spoken about the tackling that you have to do now? Obviously, so many blokes, as I said, have been done with it and a lot of them sort of innocuous a year ago, it was a brilliant tackle. Mm. You tackle blokes with big hair now, you're in more trouble because it looks like it extenuates the motion. Has the club addressed it and have you worked actually on getting people to the ground softer? There's a lot of commentary about it. So I think, you know, there's always conversations even in the locker room about the tackles and the punishments if you don't get it right. It is tough because I guess the way you've been taught to tackle your whole, whole life, there's some slight adjustments now. And we have Neville Jetta, who's our tackle coach, and there's certain techniques we'll work on in our low-level fundamental drills to to work on it yep. because it's an important part of the game. So, yeah, it's something that we've spoken about. Very good. All right, we'll get to see that on show on King's Birthday. We'll touch on that next. Plus, the family have got some questions for you. As I said last time, you're on very well-received, well and they were very interested to find out a little bit about your old coach and your new coach. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Footy Talk podcast still pumping along. Tommy Mitchell in studio. If you have a question for us, get on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. A few people did that. We'll get to them in the end. Monday, King's birthday. Massive day, not only because it's first v third, but also the freeze MND for Neil Danaher and the great charity and the great work that he's doing. Yeah, it was great to have Neil in at the club yesterday and his wife Jan and um, daughter Beck as well. So, the amount of money they've raised for such a great cause is pretty incredible. So hopefully everyone can get to the game, buy their beanie and support it because, yeah, it's it's incredible what they've done and hopefully we can do a, uh, our small part to help them keep making progress. It's an inspirational story. When you think of the adversity he's overcome and still overcoming now, he's lost the ability to speak, so now he relies on technology to do so. But I heard a clip from when he was in at the D's and it's still motivating. You still get the tingles hearing about, well, there's no use pissing and moaning. This is what happens. So the only thing you can control is how you go about what comes next. I saw that clip as well. It's pretty impressive, isn't yeah. it? Because, you know, you know, we, we probably complain about trivial things from time to time and Neil's fighting MND, which is probably as tough as it gets and he's got that approach and attitude. So it's really impressive and quite motivating to hear him talk about it. If you were to go down the slide, once you're retired, all said and done, in about 10 years' time, what outfit would you go with? Would it be 
Probably a wombat costume. Probably just yeah. to, that would be hilarious, <laughs> scooting down the slide. Um, the game itself is going to be massive for a few reasons. One, as I said, first v third, but also Brody Grundy. Now, you wouldn't have had a lot of time with Brody. No, I didn't play. Didn't play at all with him. So that's, as I stated, not a lot of time. Um, What's the chatter in and around the locker room? Is Bruzzy going to go out and try and fly kick him or is it just we'll worry about us and let him go about his own business? Yeah, well, we haven't been in at the club much yet because I've obviously had that extra time off in WA. So you're telling me that was a shit question. Hey, potentially, yeah. (laughs) No, but he's uh, he's obviously a star player and I think – you know, what he achieved at Collingwood is still pretty incredible and I think a lot of the boys are close with him, so I'm sure um, there will be some friendly banter, but uh, he's obviously a star player and has been for Collingwood, so hopefully um, the Collingwood fans can appreciate what he did for the club rather than <laughs> boo and things like that. I heard Eddie McGuire actually say that, and I kind of agree. Uh, hopefully they can um, still support him. I hope they will cheer. I would be very surprised if they do, but we wish him all the best. It's going to be an absolute cracking game. You guys go into this one and then the bye? Yep. So 11 wins and one loss, 12 and one to start the season would be an incredible start. How is the motivation going week to week? Fly obviously very good at creating different narratives. You haven't been in the club this week, so it's going to be hard. But do you have any idea, do you think, where he'll go this week with that? No, I don't have any idea, but he is very good at motivating us. And Did he wear a swimming cap for Steel's 300th? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a swimming cap or like a, a ball to make cap. him look bald, yeah. <laughs> so he's always got some like funny, funny things that the boys get a good laugh out of, but also very good at motivating and getting his message across. I reckon he's got the balance perfect. So looking forward to what he's got in store later in the week. Steel's 300th was pretty uh, anticlimactic. He lasted five minutes, had four touches and then blew his knee out. Post game, did he still have a function where all of Kim Gutner there and his sixty three brothers carrying on? Yeah, he had the ball on a string early, as he said. Um, <laughs> Post meeting in the game, he he was on fire yeah. early, so would have been good to see him play out the whole game. But yeah, the whole of Shepparton was was there for the post game function. We were at um, platform twenty eight, I think it was called, over the road from um, Marble Stadium. Yep. So we all uh, rolled over there and. Yeah, it was pretty much nine Shepherd and <laughs> nine nine Shep to one Melbourne. That was the the ratio roughly. So um, yeah, I think everyone from the town got the bus down and supported him, which was good. Unfortunately, as we said, it wrapped up early. Your coach intrigues a lot of people, and we've actually had a question come in. As I said, if you want to get interactive with us, Footy Talk underscore Pod is the Instagram TikTok at Footy Talk Pod. Jamie from Instagram wanted to know the differences in your coaches. And you are now the journeyman. You've been to three club, which officially makes you a journeyman. If you get to four, there's an issue. <laughs> yeah. um, the difference in what you've seen from coaches, and probably more so Clarko, because everyone's so fascinated about the genius that is, mm. and now with Craig. Yeah, Clarko was an absolute star. He was such a good coach, such a good person. He, um, tactical genius, I think he's renowned for that. And, yeah. You know, the work he did in that space but you know I think what people don't know as well is just how genuine and caring he is and he definitely helped me personally take my footy to a new level but also supported me with everything I was doing off field as well so I owe a lot to Clarko and then I think coming to fly um, has been awesome it's made me really appreciate and enjoy my footy he's very good at embracing everyone for what they're good at and building everyone up and has this real positive approach which has been great especially um, getting towards the back end of your career, you, you want to enjoy your footy. So uh, that's been one thing that's been the case this year. I've never had more fun and enjoying myself a lot. If you had to sum up the differences succinctly, sort of one word or two words, a difference, 
what makes Alistair such a good cl- coach and fly? Is it yeah. serious tactician versus fun and enjoyable, or uh, probably um, Clarko's jokes? Not one, no one would laugh at him, and <laughs> Fly's jokes they do laugh at him. So uh, <laughs> funny, but not funny. Yeah. <laughs> did Clarko uh, get the guitar out in your time? Yeah, he did. He was actually very good. Yeah, very good. He would um, and quite creative. He would come up with with songs about a player. Let's say you were playing your two hundred game yeah. milestone. He would sing a song about you. So. Wow. Um, yeah, he'd intertwine all sorts of stories, and it was it was very like very good. Like the boys used to love it. That's brilliant. Cody on the Instagram uh, has a question about your possession rate, and not having a go. But when you were at the Hawks, you were having a lot, a lot of ball, and there was a lot of talk outside of oh, well, just accumulates a lot of numbers. Which, you know, what a great problem to have. Mm. Did that ever get to you? The noise in and around that? Not really, because. As you would know, within the four walls of yeah. the footy club, you know what your role is and what you're trying to do. And I've always been a handball first player. Like I don't see much point in myself running and trying to give it everything with a kick when I can win the ball and um, fire out handballs and get it into guys who probably have more penetration in their legs. So, yeah, metres gained and those sorts of things was never a stat yep. I ever looked at because that's just not my – it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, why correct. Would I, why would I do that if there's players in the team that are better at it? So I'll do what I'm really good at and – get it into the hands of other guys who could, um, you know, do their thing. So that's just how it worked and it worked well at Hawthorne and hopefully it's working well this year. at Pines. Absolutely. Yeah, your involvements and the footy you're playing at the Pies has been instrumental. Does it frustrate you at all how the so-called experts in the, the media space that I work don't really have the lens or the ability to see that? Uh, like, so this year, your possession rates come down, but the role you're playing has been that important to bring others into the game. You get in there, you farm it out to a Nick Dacos, or you give it to a Pendles who then gives it to a runner. Less involvement in terms of needing to have 50, but still playing a massive role within the side. Yeah, I'm really enjoying just playing a role for yeah. the team and um, watching other guys really flourish around me. I think as you get older, you get a lot of pride out of that, and that's definitely the case. So, yeah, I think um, to be able to be given a role at Collingwood in the midfield and um, go out there and play to my strengths and be embraced for it. It's been something I've really enjoyed. Absolutely. We do have an audio clip from Will in South Melbourne and you might recognise the voice. Hey, Tom, just a quick one, mate. Are you happy with your electricity provider? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that is Will from the Marty Sheargold Show who bailed you up a couple of times on the red carpet with... Arguably the shittest questions and the most rogue questions on a night when you go in and you're expecting to be asked, how's your form, who yeah. you're wearing, what's your girl wearing? Yeah. He's talking about energy providers. So yeah. are you happy with your current I'm energy provider? Happy. Energy Australia doing a great job. Um, I remember the first time he asked that question, I was just on the back foot. I had nothing. My response was horrible. <laughs> and then I, I saw him the year later and I, I eyed him off from about 20 metres away. I'm like, I'm going to be ready for it this time. So hopefully uh, when we're, you know, if we're walking the carpet, um, Brownlow night again, he, he goes again. Absolutely. Well, we think Energy Australia, was it? I think so. Don't yeah. be afraid to give Daisy a call because Red Energy at the minute aren't really cutting it. Hey, that's all we've got time for. We wish you all the very best for King's birthday. We love it when you come in. The fans absolutely love it. You're a ripper. Go well. All the best until we see you next time. Thanks, Daisy. That has been the Footy Talk podcast tomorrow. Tomorrow. That has been the Footy Talk podcast tomorrow. Joey, Nita and Jeff Farmer talking all things King's birthday, Melbourne, plus I'll preview the big Friday night clash between the Dogs and Port Adelaide. Footy Talk Podcast. Listener.